Hey, ¿qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, before I begin, like always, I want to thank my sponsors. My anchor sponsors, my friends Sergio, Jake, and James. Thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast. Also, I want to thank my friends here at Golden Dragon for allowing me to, to record today's episode here at their restaurant. Um, thank you, Patty, for giving me the space. Um, also, if you guys, if you guys want to become a sponsor of the podcast, make sure you check out my Facebook page. Um, get more information there on how to become a sponsor. Also, any local business that might want to promote their business on the podcast, hit me up. Send me an email. Quepasacalexico at gmail.com. And um, yeah, today's guest is Calexico's city mayor. Yeah. Mr. Bill Hodge. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes, um, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. I mean, I... Oh, man. Well, a little bit? Yeah. Okay. I'll try. Uh, I've been in Calexico. I consider it my home. I love it. Since 1992, I lived two years prior to that in Mexicali with my ex-wife, no longer together. And uh, I am originally from Los Angeles, I like to say that I moved more than the U-Haul movers <laughs> with my Mexican mother. I'm half Mexican. Nobody believes me. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I, whenever you told us in class. I, don't I think know I ever, you didn't believe me, no. but because I don't look it and I don't speak Spanish that adequately. But me, mama, Corinne, Sofia, Figueroa, and they Sonora. So and I'm proud. She used to ask me, mijo, are you proud to be Mexican? I said, yes, mommy. Yes, I'm proud. <laughs> So, uh, so I'm an L.A. boy, L.A. Dodgers all the way. Grew up listening to them with Vin Scully. Uh, and uh, interviewed for a teacher's gig here in 1992. And I was put into special education and uh, spent five years in special ed. From there, I transferred into mainstream taught U.S. history, U.S. government, economics. Uh, you and I worked together. You were a student of mine. Yeah. That's how old I am, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, and so I got involved in politics, and I wished I would have gotten involved earlier because oh. I thrive on it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and it was 2010, so or a little before that, and I ran and... Uh, I was elected. Your first time you were? First time I ran and uh, was elected. I felt very good about myself and uh, uh, ran and was uh, served for four years until 2014. And then that was at the beginning of what I like to call Calexico's Dark Ages. <laughs> Uh, financially and uh, socially and you know it was a real hard time of course when I was on the council too we had a lot of bickering yeah. uh, there was a lot of rancid feelings and so forth but uh, but it got worse I was not re-elected and I ran again for 2016 and uh, I was re-elected so I'm very fortunate and I'm here to serve the community all 42,000 Calexicans. And uh, that's about it in a nutshell. So, and right now, um, I read about five books at one time. I enjoy reading and uh, I'm substituting so I can put some money aside before I die because it's difficult to travel when you're dead. Yeah. Uh, I like to go to New York, Cancun. So, I'm saving money to travel. I am retired. But uh, I'm subbing on, on the side. And then a hobby, you know, Jose, you and I have done it together before, is we're part of that, the click, the, the, the comedy group yeah, here in up. Imperial Valley, stand-up. Yeah. And I'm waiting for um, Juan, right? Jose. Jose. Cital. Well, yeah, but, but the other gentleman that, that sponsored a lot of them. Oh, um. What's up? Yeah, What's his name? I forget his name. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's Juan. What's up, Wu? Yeah. What's up, or what's up with you? Yeah, what's up with you? Something yeah. like that. Waiting for him. But if Jose's going to do something, let me know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I enjoy that. And the young guys, the young comics taught me something. Um, 
I kind of am uh, a perfectionist in some respects. It depends on what I'm focused on. And uh, I was over-polishing my material. It was just too tight, squeaky clean, mm. real polished. And so it lacked spontaneity. It lacked that natural that I saw a lot of the young guys go up on stage and they winged it. They had an outline of what they're doing, but they didn't know when it looked. It looked like they had backup, but they didn't know exactly when they were going to shoot out the jokes because it was in between them interacting with the audience. Yeah. So I watched that carefully, and I learned from that. Yeah. So I'm anxious to, to try it out. It takes a lot of bravery to get up and interact with the audience. Yeah. But I have a theatrical background. I uh, Yeah, I think acting was like your first. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. I had a drama class at the high school, mm -hmm. but I tried to be a professional actor in the 1970s. Had a little bit of luck, not much. Did about a couple of movies, five, six commercials, but tons of theater mm. so that's about it that's who i am i still don't know what i want to be when i grow up but uh, um, we'll see uh, before i get into sure. the into the like i said meat and potatoes um javier gonzalez wanted to thank you for uh helping out with the turkey run you know and also um you know helping out his community the cages mm -hmm. um, he sent me a message and wanted me to thank you for that um <clears throat> when you I mean, you, you you said that you you enjoyed your first term. Um, you, you you're thinking you're you felt like you should have gone into politics earlier. Um, now that you know this is not your first rodeo, this is your second term. Do you feel that you know uh, elected officials um, have this spotlight on them all the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you feel that um, because of that, uh, you're, you guys are? Um, how that uh, much higher standard than you know local? Well, we are, and we should be, mm -hmm. because we're public servants. Mm -hmm. So that's a given. We should be held to a higher standard. And uh, so I just want everybody to know this is lemonade. <laughs> so I'm thirsty. It's been a long day, but uh, yeah, we we should be. But you have to have thick skin to survive in politics and city government. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to have your naysayers, you're going to have your critics, no matter uh, how compromising you are, and that sometimes is not very good to be too compromising, uh, you're going to have people that won't like you, mm. and that's just the way it is. Yeah, And, and, and it kind of goes back with, like, we're talking about stand-up comedy. Um, you know, there's always somebody that, you know, hecklers or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, and something that, you know, I've been watching the... The, the city council meetings? Yeah. Oh boy! Something that uh, that kind of struck me was, um, and and you have a little bit of backlash on this was the fact that you kind of wanted to rein how how and what the the people that came up for the public. Yes. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking about you know, you know the spotlight. Um, yeah, public uh, public uh, announcements, mm -hmm. uh, public uh, comments. Yeah. Um, sometimes these the people that come up to these you know. To the uh, public announcements, um, you know, they've they've gone through you know different uh, venues to kind of like get their problem resolved. So sometimes you know people can can and might be upset of you know. Well, when we read the public comments, it says it is unlawful to do slanderous remarks or defamation of character. But at the same time, it's a balance. You have to allow them freedom of speech. I just don't want disorder mm. in the council. I believe in decorum. I believe that, first and foremost, it's a business meeting. The public is invited. It's not, per se, a public forum. But there is a designated time that people may speak up, and they do. Mm. And we have some individuals that have a lot of anger, had a lot of resentment, uh, some of them rightfully so, and uh, they vent. Mm. They vent, and they continue to criticize. I have decided that I am not going to let any falsehoods 
or false statements go by and just be silent. Uh, so I have one thing I've decided is uh, to counter any a- accusations or falsehoods. We we have a moment the council does to be able to respond to public comments when we come up to city council comments. Um, it's a structure. It's a process. But the most important thing is I'm trying to orderly run a a meeting and there has to be decorum there should be no shouting there should be no profanity uh there should be no salacious remarks about the council members stick to the issues give us specifics give us evidence and so forth uh but sometimes it gets away so i'm you i'm learning to use the gavel more and uh I'm to a point where if it gets disorderly, I will not hesitate to escort a, a lady or a gentleman outside of the chambers if, if they're just disruptive of yeah. the meeting because people are there to follow the meeting and uh, one person should not ruin it. It's almost like a teacher in a classroom. You know, you shouldn't allow that one student to yeah. disrupt the whole learning process. But do you feel that... Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not calling the, Go the citizens, the citizens, no, I'm not calling them kids, but sometimes, you know, when, when you tell a kid, like, don't do this, or you tell an adult sometimes, like, mm-hmm. don't do this, you know, sometimes they're, you're, you're challenging them. Yeah. So isn't it sometimes better just to, you no, know, not anymore because we sat there and we were silent and they were winning. I felt because they were there, I believe, some people there that come up have an agenda. Now, I don't think they conspire. I'm not saying they conspire, but they all pretty much know what they're doing and what they're affecting. And they're trying to undermine individual council members. Uh, they're trying to create a definite negative picture of the council when we are one of the most collaborative, progressive council council uh, city council members we've ever had uh i can tell you the difference because from 2010 to 2014 there was a lot of rancor there was a lot of in-house fighting a lot of bitterness uh we don't have anything like that we we've had one council member that got into personal problems and that council member is is going to have to face the consequences whatever that may be but uh uh, I understand your point, but I just can't let certain accusations or criticisms go by any longer. Like, here's a big one, and rightfully so, because it it gives me a heavy heart, and I'm sincere uh, about Santo Tomas, mm. if you don't mind me expounding on that. No, no, go ahead. Uh we could have done some things better, mm-hmm. but the vendors, regardless of who's at fault, the vendors lost their livelihoods. They lost some, lost their homes. So I understand why they're angry. It's just that some outsiders or, or influential powers have influenced certain vendors to believe that the city is totally at fault. Mm-hmm. And I remember what we did for them. I remember the meetings we had. I remember the efforts we made. Uh, they said that I didn't come through. I said we were going to have a meeting. And I first said it should be like a public forum. But we changed the venue. It was it, it wasn't a public forum. It was with the owners and some key vendors that took a leadership role because uh, we felt if we had a public forum immediately after what had happened, that there would be no sincere, true communication. It would be more of an arena of shouting and venting and because these people were angry and rightfully so. So I did have that meeting, but not the way that we they we first expected it. 
so I'm accused of not coming through. Uh, so be it. Uh, but I have to defend the city. We did try to help them, and it's not entirely the city's fault. The only thing I didn't like about what the city did was uh, the bond that we required, a $5 million bond. Come on. I mean, that is just too much for the owners to to have to deal with. It should have been lower, a lot lower. But uh, What was the bond for? The bond was for them to be able to start their business and protect themselves and have some kind of liability, uh, you know, that if they were going to go along with certain uh, 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 procedures and standards, they still had to have a uh, a bond to begin the business. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, recently, um, those two two local papers that wrote two very different articles on um, the city's budget. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know... Yeah, the ones that were real negative got the wrong information. Uh, or they got mis misled or it was not proper communication. Uh, Adelante, is that how you say yeah, that magazine? Adelante, yeah. Uh I don't understand Spanish that much, but I sure understood that title of of of, of the news uh, event that they they had over about Calexico, but they based it on 2016-2017 budget and circumstances. And back then, yes, we were still in debt. Mm. The one that Richard Brown wrote was the truthful accurate one it was it was covering the 2018 2019 and then projection of 2019 to 2020 uh budget okay and the truth is that we are expected to break even at the end of the year we should have a 1.4 million surplus okay. But it's going to be washed out and break even because we have to turn around and pay 1.4 to uh, the wastewater, uh, the enterprise, because we got a loan from our own city sector and we have to pay it back. Okay. So there was just a misunderstanding. Uh, I think we did present. 2016 and 2017 but that's a couple of years ago we are in a better situation right now mm. we have brought the city staff that have diligently worked hard and sacrificed they're the ones that should be given the credit uh not the council so much not not even the management but it's the employees mm. the ones that made the sacrifices yeah. the police department the fire department all the different bargaining units in in the city, uh, in different staffing areas, because they made sacrifices in salary cuts. They made sacrifices in working extra hours with no money. And we brought Calexico from the brink of of bankruptcy. We brought it from the edge back to some solvency. And now we're turning the corner, and the next couple of years we should. And let, I, I got scared last night. Oh no, not an earthquake! Oh, um, I hope this is not huge or large because yeah. I, we we would be in trouble mm -hmm. if we had an emergency on a large scale earthquake. We we don't have the reserves. We don't have the money. Yeah, and uh, so we pray and we white knuckle it and hope nothing happens that we can get one more two more years where we will be solvent yeah um in terms of the you know the those four million dollars that you know were over i guess right the because I, I guess the answer we got was that the, that money was overspent you know that yes um so it just you know you overspent it um nothing like case closed or what's the I was not on the council when 
that spending was taking place. Mm. But, but like I know, but you know, were you on the council when you know it came up and it was on the paper? I was or? at the end of it when they were spending, and to me, we had a very poor city manager at that time, and I'm partly responsible because I voted him in. I had confidence in him. And uh, what was it? They they counted Measure H money twice when it should have been just once that, that they borrowed from it. They borrowed from it twice, so they got that in the negative. Uh, and there was a lot of a lot of misspending and mishandling of money. But was it, um, you know, that was the money that was mishandled, misspent, was it, you know, going to the city or like roads, parks or? Not enough. So, you know, that there was never like an investigation to see. There was an FBI investigation that was mainly in the police department. And with hindsight now, I, I think there was corruption. Uh we have a much better police department. The morale is high. There is no corruption. Uh, so we've turned the corner. Mm -hmm. And that's that's part of my responsibility is to speak the truth and to give the right uh, proper perspective that people need to know. And we're at fault because we don't PR enough. We don't promote ourselves uh, or we don't communicate enough with the public but i'm gonna i'm that's why i'm here tonight and i do video presentations mm -hmm. from time to time to let the public uh, be updated in terms of, of the you know the fbi investigation towards the police is there any is there ever going to be like a um like closure like something that the city's going to come out and say the police department the fbi like is there like something in final where you know, there, there already has been closure. Uh, there was a list composed by auditors. I don't know if it was the FBI also, but in various departments. And there was a list, a certain amount of, of violations or mishandling or, or lack of internal control. And uh, we have pretty much addressed all of them. And, and, and so things are in a lot tighter, more operational mode than, than it had been before. But has there ever been like a, I don't know, like a... An announcement? Yeah, like, like a press like conference or... No. And I don't it, know if there will be. Because I feel that... Um, um, that's what sometimes like people they need, need closure like yeah. that. That's that's a good point. Uh, I I think we've stated the closure many times in city council meetings mm -hmm. uh, that we've turned the corner and and we're in better shape right mm -hmm. now, and the morale is higher mm -hmm. and there is less less corruption. Can I say that there is no corruption? I'm not going to sit here and and and, and make statements like that right. i don't know but i i as a mayor am pushing for more transparency if we make a mistake i want us to admit it immediately and then correct it uh it's a difficult position i'll say uh, you've here for the public they're your boss but sometimes the roadblocks are internal Mm. Uh, sometimes you have to wrestle with management mm -hmm. to get certain things done. And then government in general is like a, a slow turning wheel. Yeah. And I know people are frustrated. I, I understand it. I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. I want faster results. Yeah, and, it, and, and I don't think it's because it's not fast enough, but it's because that it feels like we've been, you know, in a hole or like, problems like nonstop. are you are you saying that people aren't aware that we're in the positive now no i mean yeah but in in terms of you know 
downtown's dead. Yeah. Imperial Avenue looks really Okay, bad. let me talk about downtown. And I know it's always saying it's coming, it's coming, it's yeah, coming. That's I think that's what, what really frustrates but it's people. supposed to really be coming. <laughs> and we've got gates on one alley. We've just made a deal with Republic. Republic is going way beyond what they need to do with their contract with us. They've who's, been very helpful. Uh, waste, uh, Allied Waste, oh, okay. our disposal uh, company that that we uh, uh, contract out to. Uh, uh, let me, let me, sorry, go ahead. Um, just in, in that area, you said that there's gates. Um, yesterday, um, Carlos Fonseca, Yogi, uh-huh. he posted pictures and... It, it was looked, horrible. Yeah. And that's frustrating. And here is what's going to happen. I've set up a meeting with the management, Dell and Figueroa, and Ryzen and I are going to sit down with them. And uh, we're going to discuss these areas, and we're going to discuss the timeline of these areas. Why is it taking so long to get locks? But Ryzen is a real promoter. He's he's very aggressive, and he got... Uh, he, he talked to Republic, and they're going to provide locks, but there's some legalities involved, so it's going to have to go to the council. We have to talk to our lawyer about closing up thorough ways. Yeah, yeah. But we want to close them up. I do. Even former councilman and now Supervisor Escobar had come up with the idea, close the alleys, those two alleys, lock them up at a certain periods of time, so there's no loitering or going through. And the merchants, too, need to be responsible. Uh, I'm going to push for an ordinance that uh, the merchants have to pay at least twice a week to have their trash picked up. Right now, I was kind of taken back because they have the ability or they have the choice to decide how many days they want their trash picked up. Well, if they're only going one day and that bin is becoming fuller and fuller and overfilled, mm. you're going to you're going to see what photos you saw the other day, mm. trash all over the place and then people being able to go in there and scuff through the bins, it it it's a mess. Yeah, I think that they should know like so and so like this week I'm going to get a big shipment of boxes that that's going to, you know, fill up the, the Well, bills. you see, it's a matter of profit. It's a matter of where can I cut corners and save as much. Mm. But at the expense of cleanliness and lack of beautification for downtown. Now, we do have over a $200,000 grant uh, for design and X. We're going to work with the state to close up Rockware. Rockwood and make it a promenade. Mm. That's going to happen this year. Uh, that's definitely going to happen. Uh, Allied Waste or Republic, they're now called Republic, I believe. Uh, they're helping us. They're going to be picking up the trash almost on a daily basis. And they have some chemicals that are going to eradicate the stench because I'm tired of hearing people say, it stinks down there. It looks terrible down there. And I want results. Yeah. And I put pressure. Uh, and sometimes it's frustrating because sometimes it seems like it goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. And and it's up to me and it's up to the other council members to put our foot down and, and make demands with the administration. But then the reality is is we're tied on the budget. Yeah. We don't have a lot of money, extra money to spend. <clears throat> but there's ways of finding money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for for stuff like that, you know, that... Well, can, yeah, because the can, people count. It's important for the people. Yeah. They need to have a clean and safe and healthy environment yeah. to shop. Yeah. yeah at the end the of parks day. need to be clean. Now, one thing I'm proud of is I pushed for Rockwood to be cleaned up, to relocate the homeless. And I have have created a committee for the homeless Mm -hmm. because we're not going to forget them. We're working on short-term solutions and long-term solutions. But, and then the police got 
got involved and they've done an excellent job in policing the park. So now Rockwood is almost homeless free. Uh, I don't want to sound hardened because I care about the homeless. Mm. We know where they're going. We know they're still being fed. Uh, they need a place. And, yeah. and in the long term, we hope to build a homeless facility, a cooling and, and shelter for them. I'm working on that. I'm learning a lot. It's a real learning curve. Mm. Uh, how to be shovel ready and financing and, and all the different preliminary studies and concept study and site control and, and all that economic development. Yeah. But uh, I'm proud of, uh, proud of that result. That happened in a shorter time of my mayorship. And, and that's the thing. I don't feel good about myself if I don't get results. Results is what counts. Mm. You could talk and talk and talk, but if you don't get results, people know it. And why why should you be reelected? Yeah. So I'm pushing for results, and we're going to get some results. Um, we recently got this letter at home about the water. Um, that it yes. had the TTHMs were a little bit too high. Right. What do you What can you tell us about that? It's got me concerned. Uh. What did Ronald Reagan say? Trust but verify. So I'm going to verify. I'm going to investigate. I'm going to ask questions with the management. They're going to have to convince me that it's safe. Uh, on face value, I believe them that it's safe. I don't want any panic. People should not be panicking. Uh, they said that from time to time, this is common. Uh, so, do you know, did they tell you what it, why it happens? They did, and it's technical, and I don't remember. Okay. Uh, or I can't regurgitate that. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, something technical, but I'm going to find out more about it. I have a meeting with Dale uh, at 2.30 on Thursday, so we're going to go over that. We're going to go over the police department. Why is it taking so long? to hire police officers, you know? Mm -hmm. I know what they're going to tell me, but I want to be able to shortcut that and change it and get faster results. Yeah. So, and then we're going to go, one of the issues we're going to talk about is downtown. So, uh, so things are in the works. It's just, uh, it's it it's sometimes frustrating that the results don't come quick enough. Yeah, but in terms of the water, um, you yeah. know, just if you could like get us in or get somebody to give us an update in terms of that. I will. Um, also, because I mean, a lot of people uh, get fresh, frustrated when they when they need to pay their water bill. Oh yeah, and it's high, and yet you know we get these letters and we're like, you know, is it safe to like even bathe with our water? You know, so I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, we need better PR. Yeah. You know, we need better PR because I can see the next meeting, what's going to come up. Mm -hmm, for sure. You know, that uh, people are paying more for water and now the water is not safe. Yeah. But that's not true at this point in time. Mm. I need to get more facts. I will delve into it. I will, and I will personally update you so you can tell the followers okay. on, on this uh, podcast. Uh, what the situation is. I'll okay. do that. Sure. Uh, but I read the letter and then I read in the newspaper and some areas were kind of technical mm -hmm. and uh, I don't have that yeah, if somebody, skilled background. I think that if somebody could, could you know... Put it in layman terms. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but it's time to pay some bills. So here's a word from one of our sponsors. All right, so now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Uh, speaking of, of PR, um, something that kind of, and it was brought up in one of the meetings was that, um, you know, you and David Dale were on this video for Nike, the Nike store. Mm -hmm. um, and people were kind of upset in the yeah. fact that, that you guys didn't give the same support to. The this was originated by, led by, produced by Grand Plaza. Mm -hmm. Mainly Angel Esparza. And he's trying to save Nike. I look at it this way. 
I promoted Nike for less than a minute. Mm. When I compare the various meetings and efforts that the city made to help Santo Tomas, Santo Tomas, the owners have to take some blame here. Uh, and the vendors, every time we would say, well, you got to do this and you can start your business. No, we don't want to do that. They were so used to having it in a certain way, they didn't realize that after the fire, that the old way could not be the new way any longer. Yeah, yeah I kind of, I mean, I do get that. Um, um, and it's unfortunate that, you know, it took it's a tragedy. It's very unfortunate. It took a tragedy to kind of realize that, you know. Yeah, and I'm not saying the city is, is perfect about yeah. this or blame-free. I, I personally think that the city over the years should have done their due diligence yeah. in inspecting and telling. They did tell the vendors or owners, uh, and I was told by management that the owners told the city a, a few years back that the list that, that was submitted to them to get done, that they had done what they needed to do for the fire department and so forth, code enforcement, but when they went back to inspect, the truth was they actually hadn't done it. Yeah. Uh, it That's a very touchy subject. Yeah. But my heart goes out to the workers, the vendors. And uh, I don't, I keep asking Dale, is there any property, is there any place where we can help them set up? And I know some so of them. So far, we have, yes, yeah, some of them have taken it their own initiative. They did the outdoor. Yeah. Indoor, outdoor, so right? Yeah, right. I've been there a couple of times, and it's, it's it's good. Yeah, it's a good. Um, but it but it doesn't account for all the vendors. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, these people that was their you know livelihood, and, and it was. As, and I I don't blame them for being angry. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Me neither. Um, let's see. Go back to my list. Um, talk about ca cannabis. Um, how many licenses did we give out the first time? Okay, that's the cannabis keeps getting more and more complicated. <laughs> uh, what type of license? Well, um, storefront. Storefront. Uh, we had five, then it was extended to seven, and now it's been extended to 12. That, that so, can qualify. So, 12 licenses for a storefront. For retail. Retail. Are you referring to retail? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, huh? Yeah. Like we the, just like passed the ordinance <clears throat> last uh, meeting. And not, uh, the first but the first round was five, right? Mm -hmm. And out of those five, like how many are in? That's a good question. And I'm, I'm going to tell you that I don't absolutely know. Uh, I know that the very first, and not in retail, but cultivation and manufacturing, was Trinity. And uh, as far as I know, they're, they're still operating. They had some problems, some snags, but I heard that they were working them out. But uh, at this point, uh, we got rid of that. I didn't like it. Uh, these businesses, businessmen in the queue waiting, I didn't like that. Uh, I didn't think that was right. I mean, I understand there's a first come, first serve. Mm. And I understand if we were going to limit them, then there'd have to be some waiting. But business people don't wait. Yeah. Time is money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> I feel that there's people out there that are ready to go, and yet they well, were left I, out of the... I had suggested, okay, if you have this queue, and, and there's seven... And the six below number one have to wait for number one to be ready and get into the ring. Well, that and and if number five is ready, why shouldn't five be able to advance and go go in and yeah. and, and start the process of their business? Mm -hmm. Because the rest of the businesses shouldn't be be held up because number one is taking its time or they've got 
snags or problems or obstacles and they're not ready. Yeah. I don't think that was fair. Yeah. And, and so that's why I said you got this many already still waiting. It might be a little too much and we'll know the state's going to let us know if we've got too much retail. But I said, let's get rid of this queue. Let's get rid of them. Let's <clears throat> let them. And then I heard that there was some unfair maneuverings, jockeying around. Uh, Yogi, right? Mm-hmm. I heard that he was dealt a bad a bad deal, uh, and I don't think that's fair. No. So, so we have now expanded to twelve. Um, in terms of revenue, how much did revenue that uh, cannabis bring in? Last year, mm-hmm. the truth, two mm-hmm. thousand. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, because Trinity wasn't up and going, and uh, they, uh, I could be wrong, but it was really a low amount. It might not be two thousand; could be more, but it was low. It was, yeah. it was like, oh wow, man, what happened? And what happened is we have to have a better mechanism to be able to make sure that they're reporting properly their taxes. You know, there. this is a new frontier. Yeah. Yeah, and that's. That, I guess that's what, that was my next question. Like, if it's something that we don't have the data on, like how it's evolving, how it's working for a city. We do. We <clears throat> do. Uh, the city is diligent about it. It's taking time. We're evolving. Mm-hmm. We're learning. We're getting better. Yeah, but but that, that, that's the thing. Like, so if if we're still like learning, if it's still like a learning process, why assign more licenses when we really don't know if it's something? Um, because I just thought that under our economic system, capitalism. The nature of it is competition and profit. And for me personally, to vote for it was because competition will weed out the winners and the losers. So you may have at first 12, but we may only end up with five. Mm. You see? Or we still could end up with 12. They could be all successful. Mm. Uh, But I don't think that's the nature of, of our economic system. There's going to be winners and losers in the competitive realm. So uh, I don't want any more. I mean, uh, 12 is the max mm. for me as a, as, as a council member. Uh, so so 12, those 12 are for retail? Retail. Okay. And then for like the big, bigger the production? Bigger ones, um, bigger production? Where the bigger ones, where the bigger money is, we have promises we have uh, we have some investors that got site control, but they still need to go through more loops and process. So the only one that I know of, but the expert on this is Miguel Figueroa. So correct me if I'm wrong. The only one I know that's in operation is Trinity for cultivation and manufacturing. Okay. But I, I could be wrong. There could be one more there or two more, but... Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard about it. Okay. Okay. Um, in terms of um, um, long-term economic development, what's the city's plan? Other than, you know, um, um, these small-tar retails that, that may already be here or may be coming, what's the, you know... We need to preserve... The character and essence of Calexico. Mm-hmm. So we need to support small businesses. Mm-hmm. But I personally am progressive in a sense, economically, believe in growth. Of course, now that I can keep learning more and more about climate change, sometimes I say to myself, what difference it's going to make when the bigger issue is climate change and uh, that's going to control and determine everything. But can't I don't want to use that as an excuse. Mm. We have to 
try to enhance business as much as we can. Uh, I think that, uh, let me shut this off. Uh, I think that uh, I'm on the same page with management and the council for the most part. And that is we want a mixture of mom and pop, small business, but we need more brand, national brand businesses. Yeah. And so that's what we're pushing for. Uh, we're going to get a, oh my, what is it, the gym? Uh, oh, the Planet Fitness. Uh-huh. Planet Fitness. Yes, we're going to get that. That's been told. We're going to get a general dollar store. It's kind of like a dollar store, like a nice yeah, house store. I, I'm not too excited yeah, about that. Those I, are mean, I mean, pe- people will be hired. It provides jobs. Maybe not the best jobs, mm. but... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for the interruption. Let me uh, shut this off. Uh, and... Wait one second. Uh so I'm I'm more progressive, and I want that kind of thing to happen where we have national brands, and uh, that's what we're working on. And Miguel Figueroa is pushing on it too. Any any other aspects about that? Because I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't don't. Nick. Oh, you have a wife, huh? Yeah. But you tell her not to call at this particular time, right? Yeah, Unless yeah, she it's knows. an emergency. She knows, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing, yeah. Um, you know, what? What? what's the plan for, you know... To expand, qu- yeah. to bring more businesses. Personally, I am extremely jealous of El Centro. Yeah, me too. We should be like El Centro. And so if you be. want to know where I'm coming from, I want Calexico to be like or better than I think El we should Central. be. We, we have the, the we have the, the cap- potential yeah, to be better. Yeah. But I think that that potential things gets uh, thrown thrown out there too much. Mm-hmm. We're like we say, like, oh, yeah, we have potential, but yet. But we don't act on it. Yeah. Not enough. We haven't. And but the. Mr. Figueroa and Mr. Dale are are progressive. I have faith in them, and at this point in time, and uh, we're on the same page. They they want the same thing, except you know Dale is the city manager, and he needs to keep a tight rein on the budget. You know, so there's always a tug of war because council members, our constituents, are the public. Yeah. We want community safety. We want community welfare. We want community growth. We want community beautification. Uh, so there's always sort of a tension there. Can we get this? We want this. Let's get the parks cleaned up. I'm sorry, Mayor Hodge, but we only have one person on staff. Well, let's get more. I'm sorry we don't have money to yeah. get more, but we keep pushing. Yeah. Um, in terms of... You know, small, um, small business, mom and pop shops. Um, some, something that I often hear is that uh, business licenses here in Calexico are, are high. a bit high. In terms of like, if you want to go to El Centro, you'll get. Yeah. Uh, we, thanks to the vendors, prior to the vendors, uh, we are becoming more aware of that. Dale is aware of that. I for future agenda items stated that I wanted to see some kind of background information about business license. Uh, Maybe we could do a survey, a feasibility study. Uh, But the bottom line is from good old folks, good old business people, I hear that uh, they pay too much. And what seems to be ridiculous to me uh, and I don't really care about the rationale that someone tells me, is that a vendor or a merchant should not have to pay numerous fire inspections or have to get numerous business licenses because maybe he travels from one spot to another. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. One business license should suffice 
so that's something that I'm going to push on, and I want to see reform. Yeah, I think the uh, one of the last meetings that, that was brought up, and yeah, and I think I everybody everybody was um, on in, board. Yeah, with that because yeah, yeah it's kind of like it doesn't seem fair. If, it's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. Uh-huh. Cause and and we're not competitive. Uh, the one thing that I keep accentuating, pushing for, with management, with anybody I can talk to, is that Calexco needs to be more pro-business. Yeah. And there are a lot of aspects to being pro-business, but we need to be better at that. Uh, I don't think we're this way any longer with the permits, but... A few years back, I kept hearing, let me contrast with El Centro. Uh, and I don't want to bash my city, but I want to see the flaws and correct them. Uh, you go to El Centro, they've got a form, they've got a timeline that tells the businessman, you'll have your permit in two weeks. And... of the time the businessman had his permit in two weeks. He he knew what he had to do. Yeah. He did it. He got his permit. Calexico was a little more relaxed. For instance, example, you go as a business person. Excuse me. uh, I put in my request for a permit. It's been over two weeks. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You got to go over here and see so-and-so. And they'd go over there. And like like you having to follow and find somebody that speaks English at Walmart mm-hmm. so you can ask them where are the popsicles if you're a teacher. Uh, you know, and they keep taking you to different people. And finally, you get to the person that speaks somewhat fluent English. You know, well, it's the same thing. They get the runaround. Too much runaround at Calexico. And too much time to get the permit. And that's not pro-business. Because I I have an educational background, but I taught economics. I was never a business person. Uh, But I know better that time is money. And business people, that's exactly what they are, business. It's no time to fool around. You you make a promise, a commitment, you keep it, we follow it, we need to know what steps we go through for economic development and and so forth. So uh, that's my little contrast. But we've gotten better because Dale and Figueroa are more conscientious of the problems and, and they're working on it. Yeah, and I feel that, um, you know, us being a border town, um, mm-hmm. Having you know uh, almost a million people right next door, um, we should be catering to them that way, you okay. know. And you know, yes. it, it's kind of sad when you see people like paying a, a buck or two to drive all the way to El Centro to go shop over there, when we should be doing our best to, you know, keep them here. We understand that, and we are. But the reality also is that this year. We still need to hold in the reins. So not all the parks are going to be cleaned. I mean, they're going to be cleaned, but they're not going to be fixed up. I'm going to push for a skate park. I don't know how successful I will be for that. Or more of the parks being beautified. Uh, but we are very aware of that. Very aware and and so little by little we are focused on it and working on it but you're right we don't want people going through calexico to go to el central yeah. we want them to come to calexico and we need more brand names now we have the grand plaza but that's struggling uh but i heard that they're still going to move forward and progressing uh, they're going to enclose the Grand Plaza so that nobody will be able to complain that it's too hot to walk around. Although I never did understand because, well, it gets hot here. Maybe yeah. it's a different kind of heat. But they have an open door uh, 
uh, shopping center in Yuma, and it's successful. It's off of 22nd Street or yeah. 16th Street, um, off the freeway. But you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't Maybe there's a bigger, bigger population or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't but, know. but I'm for enclosing it. Mm, yeah, I mean... It's better. It's a better a better approach so that you are not walking in the heat in 120 degree heat, you know? Yeah. And, and not only that, but when it gets cold, it gets cold as and well. And it gets cold too, yeah. yeah. I mean, we... So we need the in, we need Grand Plaza to be indoors and yeah. it's going to happen. They're working on it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen the, the... The construction? Yeah, the progress, you know, going along. Um, in terms of housing development, it seems we hit this stagnant where like nothing's being built um, other than the low-income apartments over by the east end of Cole Road. Um, um, there's There was also a development that was supposed to be built on the... El Portal. Yeah. It would, next to Walmart. Well, no, actually, it's like on Cole Road, almost, yes. almost at the end, like right in front oh, of... Oh, yeah, that's another... That one's ran into a snake. El Portal is uh, on the ventilator. It's still breathing. Uh, all I can say is that we're still negotiating with the school district. And there's still a possibility that it might become alive. Uh, if it doesn't come alive to the full fruition that the developer wanted, he's going to then have a plan B a smaller scale of development. Which one's that one? The one El Portal is the big empty land that has the east, east of Walmart. Okay, the one that has the 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 brick wall? Yeah. No, that's farther. Okay. No. Notice when you leave Walmart and you go on coal, you go east. Uh-huh. Like to that other one. Uh-huh. Notice that right away when you leave Walmart there's a big Huge area of empty space. Okay, okay. And also, oh, there was going to be a- there was going to be uh, over a thousand units built there. Oh, okay, but it may not work. It may be trimmed down three hundred or six hundred. Uh, Figaro has has done an excellent job at straightening up our housing problems. We did have issues. Uh, for the dark ages, the years of the dark ages that I say, like 1214 to 1216, uh, there wasn't proper due diligence with the paperwork for CDBG grants uh, for housing. And uh, so we got we got uh, dinged on that where we didn't qualify for any funding or grants. Mm-hmm. That has now been cleared up. The paperwork is in order, and uh, so we'll be we'll be better. We're in better position, and we're moving forward. Now, I'm uh, a member of SCAG, Southern California Association of Governments. I serve on two committees. One is, uh, oh my God, uh, more of economic development. The other is a subcommittee, RENA, Regional uh, Housing Needs Assessment. And I have learned that we, we need to do, we are mandated, that organization as a metropolitan planning area, uh, we are mandated by the state to do a study of our, our different Uh, counties and jurisdictions and so the state has come up with a certain amount of number that that we have to divide up for in Imperial Valley alone for different jurisdictions that mandate that certain amount of housing has to be built now cities can appeal that if they feel it's unreasonable Mm -hmm. over a certain amount of years uh so we'll be getting those numbers soon. Yeah, because I feel that we should be ready to build because I feel that, you know, I have friends that want to buy homes here in Calexico and there's really nothing on the market because 
there hasn't been since the heyday of yeah, like, like 2003, 2004, 2006, 7, before the crash, mm-hmm. there was a real uh, a boom. boom, a housing boom. Since then, it's been slow in, in being revitalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all I can say is we're at a juncture where we're turning the corner, I'll say. <laughs> well, I sure hope so. We are. Uh, we are. I have faith. I'm optimistic. Um, well, I think that's, I mean, I do have other questions that people, um, you know, wanted me to ask, but I tend not to go uh, that route where like people are... Mm-hmm. You know, I just, you know, these are questions that I, people brought up that I thought would, um, you know, are. They were contentious. That were reasonable to to ask, mm-hmm. you know, that really, you know, mm-hmm. dealt with city stuff. City and, service. Um, but, you know, like I said, you know, being a uh, an elected official is, you know, you have, a, you have a spotlight on you. But I'm not complaining. Um, I love it. Um and yeah, you know the, the that the question I asked about being high, uh, held at a higher standard, I feel that people are a little bit upset because of something that happened, you know, months back with a certain board member, um, council member, council member. Sorry, um, that people, you know, people. We're not good at communicating. Mm. We need to get better, because the truth is, there's nothing that we could do. Mm. Now, if if you're referring, yeah, I mean to. Uh, to Councilwoman mm-hmm. Fernandez, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what people were were asking okay. about. Uh-huh. By law, by law, we can't ask her to leave. Yeah, I, unless I, I, she created a felony, and at this point, it hasn't been determined. Uh, now, yeah, I think I think the biggest misunderstanding is that you, as a council, can. But I did listen to the public and so i was the only one that verbally condemned her actions for a while we were quiet but quiet is not good mm. you know yeah. silence says something yeah you know what i'm I saying think, and i think uh sometimes um Sil- silence. silence sometimes says we don't care yeah i think silence if it's in the way that you really don't want um you have your opinion but you, you don't want to voice it people can take that silence in a different way where that's you're right. like content with that's right that's why i spoke up mm-hmm. and i condemned her actions but i wish her the very best um well yeah uh <laughs> that's kind of a hard note to him but um oh no let's end on an easier note yeah, when's the um, next comedy gig <laughs> no how do, you, um, how do you how do you think about comedy what do you feel about comedy I feel, uh, Why do you do comedy, Jose? Um, comedy, stand-up comedy. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. It's a it's a rush. It is. Um, it's kind of like doing a podcast where. Um, yeah. It's. I think this has helped me uh, feel a little bit more comfortable on stage. Yeah, you you you're very articulate. Um, you're doing a great job. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Um, but uh, I get. I think also comedy is. Went through a little. It's a craft. It's an art. Yeah, but I think for a while went through a bit of a hard time with the whole PC. You know, people getting. uh, I mean, obviously, there's people that do deserve to be outed for stuff they do, but sometimes um, people get offended when they're at a comedy show, and when you go to a comedy show, politically incorrect. Yeah. So when you go to a comedy show, you know, just make sure that. Have you ventured out of the valley to do any comedy? No, no, no. I haven't either. We you know what? I went do to that. I went to Mexicali. I don't know if that counts. Yeah, but, it does. But I bombed. You bombed? Yeah. I Did think you do I, it in Spanish? Yeah, and uh, I just tried to translate my my set to Spanish, and, and it didn't just, work. No. It's not the now, same. The punchlines aren't the same. Do you get up and just do joke after joke, or do you interact with the audience? Because um, I have to do that more. I have to learn to it be depends. brave it depends and interact on, with the audience. It depends on the venue, I think. Okay. Um, but and it depends if you get a reaction. You kind of like you you work on it, work yeah. off of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's a craft, like you said. It's, it is. It's, it's it's like it's something that. Uh, well, I did acting, and. S- 
same but not the same. Yeah. But it's a craft. Yeah. Acting is a craft. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's a tremendous amount that you need to learn. One thing you need to learn when you're an actor is just to relax and live the moment, mm -hmm. which is very difficult because you're placed in an artificial setting and your body rejects that. Yeah. So you need need to work against that. The best actors are like Brando or Dean, the ones that know how to improv or how to learn. Did you hear work. that they're going to do a movie with James Dean and he's going to be uh, like CGI into the movie? Like he's gonna be one oh, of the yeah he's gonna be one of the main characters. That is cool. A lot of people don't like it because it's like that's not really him. So how yeah. do you know, how do you know he would like to be in this movie? Maybe yeah yeah you know that's becoming the new thing, isn't it? Yeah. What did you say? CGI CGI CGI. Mm -hmm. I heard that they did that with the film Scorsese that's coming out on Netflix, The Irishman. Oh, okay. That they took they they took a younger De Niro face and put it on his uh. his body. And so when you watch the film, it's a younger De Niro, like 20 years younger or 10 years younger. Oh, okay. It's not De Niro as he is today. Yeah. That that does kind of get yeah. to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah. I have so, to see the results of um, that. We're at an hour and 10 already. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so I usually try to, you know, keep it a... Sure. I, I understand. Um, is there anything else that I didn't, you know, ask you touch about uh, upon that you want to add? No, I understand people's frustrations. We're here to take the constructive criticism, but I want people to know that we care, and we're we're working as hard as we can. We'll work harder, uh, and uh, we're turning the corner. And viva Calexico! <laughs> yeah, viva okay? Calexico! Viva Calexico! <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Mr. Hodge, thank for you. taking the time um, and being on the podcast. Um, I tried to answer, you know, answer everybody's questions that they, because I put a, a post on Facebook and Instagram wow. asking people if they had any questions. Um, and I try to answer to my best ability. Were there, were there some personal? Uh, no. There yes. Was one. Yeah. I, yeah, I figured that. <laughs> um, okay. And yeah, I, I mean, um, uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna I was get nowhere it. near that liquor store. <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll see you thank guys. Thank you, folks. We'll see you guys in God the next one. God bless all of you. Yeah, peace.